This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to another episode of The Drop, and I am your host, Lance Descott. It is time to look back at the Blues game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We all know about the Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, and what a great, great player he is. But guys, they got so many more players. Uh, Mitch Marner, Kadri, and of course, they've got Frederick Anderson in goal, who's not been great this year, but been serviceable. Uh, they got James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Komarov, and of course, Tyler Bozak. The list goes on and on with these young players. And of course, the old guy, Patrick Marlowe. Can't forget about Patrick Marlowe, who's meant a lot to the Maple Leafs this year. Uh, former Blue, Roman Polak's there, but uh, hasn't played a lot, hasn't broke the roster a lot this year. Morgan Riley, just a lot of really, really good players. And we all know the Blues players. I mean, we're all Blues fans here that probably listen to this podcast. You know, we've got Tarasenko, we've got Schwartz, we've got Shin, we've got uh, Petrangelo, we've got Jake Allen, we have Stasny, uh, you know, just so many great, great players. Vince Dunn, the young player. The Blues have a lot of up-and-coming young players in Costin, Thomas, and Cairo. So I think both of these franchises are going to be set for quite a few years actually in fact i think the maple leafs are going to run into an issue probably next year uh, or after that with some of these guys contracts they're going to have to make decisions on who they're going to keep and who they're going to allow to let go because they will not be able to keep all these young players it will be impossible they will not be able to fit that into the salary cap just no way they can do it and you know in my mind that's a good problem to have if you're having to let go young players that means you've got a good team, and I think the Blues may run into that in the future when some of these guys come up years from now, and Thomas and uh, Costin and also uh, Cairo, you know, five, six years down the road, seven years down the road, they've got decisions to make on some of these guys and some of them sooner. So both these teams are set with young talent. Both these teams have some good veterans on the team, especially the Blues, and uh, it was a great game to watch. You know, they would come out, and both these teams you know can score goals. You didn't think this was going to be a one to nothing, two to one game. At least I didn't. I thought it would probably be four to three, five to four, something like that. And this game did not disappointing. Up and down, back and forth, great opportunities from both sides. Both goalies gave up some goals, you know, but you're going to against teams such as the Blues with their offense, especially the way the Blues defense comes up and gets involved in the offensive play. There wouldn't be any goals early in this game, but it was fun. From the drop of the puck, Austin Matthews was playing well. Tarasenko was playing well. Marner was playing well. Petrangelo really looked good on defense. Vince Dunn looked good on defense. I mean, this was a great, great game. Needless to say, it was a great game, but uh, the Maple Leafs would get on the board first in the first period. In fact, score the only goal in the first period uh, on this goal by uh, Andres Borgman. Just a very nice goal from him. Beat Jake Allen cleanly. I don't think there's anything Jake Allen could have done. In fact, I don't think there's anything 99% of the goalies could have done. He just picked the short side there on the stick side, and Jake stuck it out and just couldn't get to it. Gave up the puck. 
Matt Martin with Mitch Marner. Boardman comes up late. Andreas Boardman shoots. He scores. What a shot for Andreas Boardman, who joined the rush, and it's 1-0 Toronto against the full play. And what a play this is by Matt Martin. But, you know, there's times when you can see that you have a guy with you. Other times you hear, listen to this. Good. Before you can hear him coming in, everybody overplays the puck carry. you got three St. Louis Blues on the right side. Beautiful pass uh, by Martin to Borgman. It's just key in this. Set him up perfectly. Just past the hash mark, the face circle, the, the face-off circle, and just put it past Jake on the short side on the stick side. Not much any goalie can do, you know, and it puts Toronto up one to nothing, nine minutes and sixteen seconds into the first period. That would be Borgman's second goal of the year, Martin's third assist, and Carrick's second assist. That's the way we would go out of this period. Uh, blues down one to nothing, but you're not feeling bad because I thought the Blues played very well. In fact, the Blues outshot Toronto. 10 to 6, and I thought had some several opportunities, but just couldn't get anything past Anderson. Let's move to the second period. The way the Blues have been playing at home, you know they're going to come back and score some goals. I know they had some issues against Philadelphia, but I think that was a fluke game. And when you need a goal, when you need to boost your team up, get them going, and get them scoring in the right direction, who else is going to do it but Vladimir Tarasenko early in the second period? Now for Schwartz. The shot, and that's blocked, I think, off Marlowe. Schwartz again, a drive, rebound, they score! Tarasenko gets the rebound, and we are tied at one. Six consecutive games for Tarasenko against the Leafs, and he's out of a mild drought. He gets in on the hunt on the forecheck, right off the hop to begin this shift, and then a quick pass there by Shen to the slot. The rebound's there, this puck is bouncing around like a lacrosse ball. He's pounding it out, and he sniffs on the loose puck. Another great example, you know, you don't have to always score from out in the faceoff circle or out by the blue line or six, seven feet away. You do some hard work, stay around the net, which Tarasenko did, got the great rebound. Tarasenko's seventh goal, Schwartz has just been massive. Tenth assist, Shin's ninth assist, 233 into the second period. The Blues have tied this up at one apiece. The Blues, in my mind, really started taking control of the game after this. Could have had probably another goal very quickly after this, but weren't able to get it past Anderson. But they would not be done for the second period or for the night. Seven minutes and ten seconds in. Who else but Joel Hedmanson, who's having a great offensive year, puts the Blues up 2-1. to one. Never got it on goal. And then Shen, he's wide open. Shoots it. Rebound. He scores! Joel Hedmanson, he's done it again! Joel Edmondson made a good read off the initial face-off win. And then it comes to this, and he stays there in a goal scorer's position. Oh, you're having issues on the power play? Just throw Edmondson in front of the net. He'll figure it out. Look at this reaction. That is some great stuff right there. Again, the Blues bring the defense up. Edmondson makes a smart move. Comes in from the blue line. Is right on the glove side. Not much Anderson can do. He's out of position, and Edmondson puts his goal in to give the Blues a 2-1 to one lead. That would be Edmondson's fourth goal of the year. Not having his best defensive season, but offensively, probably his best so far. Shen is in on the play again, gets his 10th assist, second point of the night. Schwartz is in on the play, gets his 11th assist, second point of the night. Seven minutes, 10 seconds in, the Blues are up 
two to one, and they would continue to put pressure on. I mean, huge pressure on Anderson. And you know, when you put pressure on, you bring your defenseman up. Who else is going to score? But Alex Petrangelo on a beautiful play. Got to be one of the best goals by a defenseman or anybody this year so far to give the Blues a three to one lead. Shen is wide open. So is Petrangelo. He walks right in, fakes it. He scores! What a play by the captain! Holy jumping! What a play all the way around! It ends with some magical hands on the left side of your screen. There's your defenseman. He's got nothing there, so he waits. Now he brings it back in and tucks it in on the back end. And he said, thanks for coming. What a maneuver that is. What a maneuver indeed. If you guys have only heard the replay here and have not seen the goal on the video, you must see it. I know I say that a lot, but you must see this goal. Uh, he really deked and faked out Anderson and at the last minute brought the puck back around and just shot it right around him into the net when he was heading back behind it. Beautiful goal by Petrangelo. Nice to see him having this great offensive year and playing very well defensively. That would be Petrangelo's fifth assist. And guess who else was involved in the play? Yeah, that's right. Braden Shin gets his 11th assist. Schwartz gets his 12th assist. My God, these guys are playing well. Just awesome for their each of them their third points of the night, which was Shin and Schwartz. The Blues are up 3-1. to one. Just a beautiful period for the Blues. The Leafs have put some pressure on in the second period, but they were not able to get anything behind Jake Allen in the second period. And the shots on goal were pretty close. The Blues had 14 and Toronto had 13. But the Blues, I think, had the best opportunities in the second period. So moving on to the second, which team's going to come out firing? The Blues going to continue to try to put it on and try to get another lead make it four to one is toronto going to come back some of these young guys these hungry guys are they going to get toronto back in the game well the answer to that would be no and in fact magnus payarvi would get a goal just a minute 22 seconds in to give the blues a four to one commanding lead kicks it in he comes in for a shot and he fanned on it now back to the front payarvi gets it he scores payarvi makes it four to one well, a little meat and potatoes there. Little stutter step move there by Yashkin. Shot on goal, and it comes out to Magnus Payarvi, who jumps all over it. The usually reliable Nazem Kadri fumbles around with that puck, and right on the tape of the left-hander's there. And the goaltender, obviously not expecting that, it catches him off guard. Yeah, it did kind of seem to catch Anderson off guard, like he wasn't expecting Payarvi to do that, but. Payarvi did it. Payarvi gets a goal, his second of the year, and that was unassisted. That goal was all uh, Payarvi's hard work. One minute, 22 seconds into the third, the Blues are up 4-1. to one. At this point, you got to be feeling pretty comfortable. Now, we all know that Toronto has talent, and I mentioned uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Bozak, you know, so many young guys that Riley that are having good years, and you knew you just weren't going to keep these guys to just one goal the Blues did their best too, but you know, Toronto started coming back and they made this a two goal game at four to two, just about 45, 50 seconds after Payarvi's goal, two minutes and seven seconds in, Tyler Bozak brings them back to four to two. Bozak trying to get loose. Marner's in front, takes the shot, he hit the post. Marner again with a wide open net. Bozak shoots, he scores. Allen got twisted around, was facing. 
The goal line, and Toronto has quickly made it 4-2. And, Jim, you need a spark, something to turn the game around, give you a little bit of shot of energy, and it's a one battle along the boards that Bozak's able to get around Bertuzzo. Bertuzzo ends up knocking his goaltender down. Yeah, a huge mistake by Bortuzzo uh, knocking Allen down, and Allen could not get back, and the net was wide open. I mean, wide open for Tyler Bozak. Nothing Jake could do when your own player knocks you down. I know the fans love Robert Bortuzzo, but guys, I'm not a huge fan of his. He's not played well this year in my mind, and just a terrible mistake. You know, you don't know if that's going to cost you the game or not, but that's just a terrible mistake. Tyler Bozak gets his third goal of the year. Mitch Marner gets his sixth assist. Martin gets his fourth assist. Two minutes, seven seconds into the third. Toronto's starting to come back a little bit, four to two. So we're starting to get maybe not really worried, but Toronto's starting to build some momentum, but it didn't last long at all. 17 seconds later, on a great pass to Sabotka from Steen, Sabotka would just tip it in and get his third goal of the year to give the Blues a commanding 5-2 to two lead in the third. And that makes it 4-2. I thought this line started the game really, really well. The, the kind of initiative you expect from this veteran line. Stastny from behind the net takes down the young defenseman Borgman. And what pinpoint passing this is. A magnificent feed here by Steen. Number 20 there, and he just pushes it right over to Sabotka, who's had a strong game. Yes, yeah, Sabotka did have a very good game, including that goal. Perfect pass from Steen, but Stasny did a lot of work on that, and Stasny needs to get some credit for that to give the Blues a commanding 5-2 to two lead. Just great, great play by the veterans, like they said. You know, Darren Pang brought it out. That veteran line of Sabotka, Steen, and Stasny's played very well together. Sabotka's third goal, Steen gets that great pass. Fifth assist, Stasny gets his eighth assist in the hard work. Two minutes, 24 seconds in. The Blues are up 5-2. to two. I thought the Blues really played well the whole game. I thought they had maybe the very few spots where they weren't playing well. And they continue to put the pressure on. They weren't about to give up. And that, to me, was what's different against this team that was coached with Ken Hitchcock. The Blues sometimes with Hitchcock would be up 5-2, to 5-3. to three, And they would let a team come back and tie the game. You don't see that a lot under Coach Mike. You just don't see it. And they would continue to steamroll and really, really take over this game. Seven minutes and 52 seconds into the third, Alex Petrangelo would get his sixth goal of the year and second of the night. And although it wouldn't be as impressive as his first one, it was a great power play goal to give the Blues a 6-2 lead. And Jaden Schwartz on to Tarasenko. The shot, save, rebound. They score! Petrangelo gets his second and a power play goal! Shot, rebound, Shen in front of the net. Great net front presence, something that Mike Yo, he talked about. He wanted a little bit more of that grid in front of the net. Not just one and done. And the defenseman, Alex Petrangelo, picks up the loose change. Loose change indeed. Just great puck presence by Petrangelo. Knew where the puck was, knew what to do with it, and Petrangelo gets his second goal of the night. Sixth of the year. Assist by Shin, his 12th assist. Tarasenko's ninth assist, power play goal. The Blues are up 6-2. to two. Now, I thought after this, the Blues played well, 
but they did let Toronto back in the game a little bit. And you got to give Toronto credit too. I don't think the Blues played bad, but Toronto really started putting some pressure on and they wanted back in this game and they would get back in this game very quickly, just about two minutes and uh, 18 seconds after Petrangelo gave the Blues a 6-2 lead. Connor Brown would get a sixth goal of the year to possibly get Toronto back in this game, 6-3 now. The slow moving first, but from the second period on, it's picked up. Here's Zach Hyman to the net, passes in front, and the Leafs get their third goal. Hyman to Connor Brown. And it's a 6-3 game with 9.50 to go. You know, almost like the Los Angeles game when it was 5-0, and okay, you get a penalty shot, everybody's thinking, oh, it's not going to matter. Well, here we go again, and Hyman just makes this play happen all on his own, gets moving along and makes the play to the outside. Brown goes to the net hard, and... Yeah, not to belabor the point, but wouldn't you rather have a 5-3 game right now? I would have challenged yeah. that. So nine minutes and 50 seconds left, and Toronto's putting some pressure on the starting to come back in the game. I thought they played well for the second half of the third period. They really didn't play well at the beginning of the third period, but their efforts paid off. Connor Brown gets his sixth goal. Hyman gets his fourth assist. Borgman, who had the first goal of the, of the night, gets his third assist. 10 minutes, 10 seconds into the third, it's a 6-3 to three game. I thought the Blues, you know, like I said, they didn't dominate the second half of the third. Did they play bad? No, I just thought Toronto put the right pressure on, and maybe they had some set plays set up to where they could get back in this game because they were definitely back in this game at 6-4 to four when Tyler Bozak would get his fourth goal 13 minutes and 13 seconds into the third period. Here's Matt Martin. Drives wide, centering pass, score! Tyler Bozak makes it a 6-4 game. Wow, what a night yeah, for Matt Martin. Jim, that's three assists for Martin. He started things off with the first great pass across to Borgman to get this one, got one in the third period, and then this is just buying himself some time, throwing it to an area, and a long reach by Bozak there, and an outstretched leg of Allen can't get there in time. Everybody a little slow on the St. Louis Blues to react. Yeah, the Blues were a little slow to react. You know, like I said, I don't think t Toronto necessarily dominated the second half of the third period. I thought they played very well, but there were times to where the Blues, like I said, you know, they just didn't play their best part of the second half of the third period. And it almost cost them. Uh, Toronto comes back, makes it a 6-4 to four game. Tyler Bozak gets his fourth goal. Martin gets his fifth assist. Marner gets his seventh assist. And it's 6-4. to four. But luckily enough for the Blues, they played well enough in that second half of the third period to where they were able to get the win at 6-4. to four. Why don't we go ahead and we'll go into the uh, stats and check them out and see how the Blues were able to win this game. The Leafs with the loss fall to 8-7-0. The Blues with the win improved to 11-3-1. And it wasn't the Blues' best game overall. But hey, a win's a win. Shots on goal, 31-32. The Blues in favor. Power play 0-2 for, for the Leafs. The Blues 1-4. for four, And still the power play's not clicking very well at all. Face-offs 55% for the Blues, 45% for the Leafs. Borgman gets a goal, his second of the year, and assist. Bozak has two goals, his third and fourth of the year. Brown gets a goal, his sixth. Martin has three assists. Anderson makes 26 out of 31 saves. On the blue side, Petrangelo gets two goals, his fifth and sixth of the year. Tarasenko, who isn't kind of a mini slump, gets his seventh goal of the year. Edmondson gets his fourth goal of the year. Shin gets his fourth assist. Schwartz gets three assists. 
Great game by Schwartzy. Jake Allen makes 27 out of 31 saves to give the Blues the win. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Braden Shin, Jaden Schwartz, and, of course, Coach Mike. Braden Shin and uh, Jaden had such big games. Coach Mike is going to talk about this big win against the Leafs. Probably not what he wanted to see at the end with the, with the almost comeback by the Leafs, but a win's a win. Line had it going tonight once again, you know, offensively. What was working for you? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, working for each other and, and using uh, one another. I think that's when we're most effective, when we're, um, you know, using all, you know, not even all three, but I think five guys on the ice and, and uh, moving the puck around and moving our feet, and we're able to generate some offensive zone time. Uncharacteristic game the other night against Philadelphia. You guys just turned the page and obviously wanted to find a way to get it going offensively, right? Yeah, uh, you know, definitely. I think we, you know, we had some chances. Um, <laughs> we had some chances uh, against Philadelphia. Um, you know, even early on tonight, you know, the power play wasn't wasn't great on the first two, and uh, you know, we were able to stick with it five on five and, and able to get some goals. So, um, you know, it's nice to get some offensive production and same time, uh, you know, let up there a little bit and, and gave them uh, gave them a few in the last ten. What are you seeing from your defenseman right now? Another game with at least two goals from your demon. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, they're jumping, jumping up in the in the play, and not only in the play, but uh, in the offensive end as well. You know, they're kind of all over, playing a little bit of a uh, you know rover style when um, you know opportunity presents itself, and and it just makes it that much easier on the forwards. Right in that second period, did you just get a good forecheck going there and really had them hemmed in? Um, you know, got a good forecheck. All lines were, um, you know, contributing and, and uh, sustaining pressure, and uh, we were able to hem them in on a few shifts and, and wear them down a little bit, and, and uh, that resulted in, uh, you know, offensive zone time in place. First, we had chance a little bit, but I think we're on the outside a lot, and uh, we got pucks to net in the second, and uh, just kept kept rolling over the lines. We're playing with speed. Uh, we we're going uh, north with the puck, and, and that allowed us to play in their zone a little bit more and create some create some opportunities that way, and. Um, that was a good push, and, and we kind of rolled with the momentum. You feel like when you forecheck like that, you guys are going to be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, I mean it's um, easier said than done, but that's our goal. You want to get on them as quick as you can and take away their time and space. Anytime you do that, it um, you know makes it tougher on them. And um, you know you might not get it every time, but if you keep doing it, uh, odds are you're going to get some pucks back. And um, every line was doing a good job of that today. Did that first goal energize you guys? Seemed like you were really flying after that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we got we didn't score last game and maybe been gripping the sticks a little bit. And we see that first one going. I think uh, maybe calmed us down a little bit and, and Vlad did a great job of getting to the net and, and burying that one and um, got the whole team rolling and, and I think got the, the rink energized as well. What's making the defensemen such offensive powerhouses? Uh, I think they're just doing a great job of, of playing with instincts. They're, they're finding the open areas, they're jumping in the play. Um, you know, when we got a high guy, they're they're reading it and getting low, and um, just it's it's tough for uh, for a defender when um, defensemen are moving. And I think we're doing a good job of that. And um, like I said, they're getting open, and um, hoping we'll continue to do that. Did it get a little too chaotic there in that third period after you guys took that big lead, or a little bit? Yeah, I mean, they they have had a push obviously, and um, you know, I think at times we're a little bit. Uh, maybe soft on the puck with the big lead and something that we uh, can definitely work on. But like I said, they had a good push and, um, you know, it sucks that we gave them so many opportunities and let Jake down a little bit. But, um, you know, like I said, we'll work on that. Yeah, you know what, that's what we call a timeout. And that's what I said. We, uh, I mean, we were still in a good spot and we earned that position, but we needed to collect ourselves because of that. I mean, the things that we were doing so well earlier in the game as far as controlling the game, um, you know, controlling the game with the puck, controlling the game without the puck, uh, you know, we just got really loose and against a, obviously a very dynamic offensive team. That's, a, that's not the way you want to approach things. And the funny thing is, it's not 
it's not just the chances you give up. Then all of a sudden you stop getting chances. You stop getting the offensive zone play. So, uh, but we regrouped and uh, good win. Waiting for these defensive goals to kind of subside a little bit, and they don't. Well, we, yeah, we don't want them to. Uh, we want them to be involved, and the fours deserve an awful lot of credit. The way that they, this, I mean, that second period was uh, was very much the way that uh, that that we want our game to look as far as how we got to the offensive zone, how we played there. Um, the fours managed the puck really well. The fours checked the puck back, and the fours. Uh, control the puck really well, uh, down low to open up some time and space for the D-men, um, and and allowed some plays to develop. So that was a that was a great job. Mike, along those lines, with the defensive scoring. Do you see things that you know, pointed out to you that this isn't some sort of sustainable in terms of your D guy? Well, I think what we're seeing is that the the number of um, um, of chances and shots that we're getting on a night-to-night basis from the D. I think you know they're. I'm not so naive to think that we're not going to go a few games here and there without without our D-men contributing offensively, uh, but uh, but it's 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 sort of in the fabric of our game. It's the way that we want to play the game, um, and so hopefully that uh, that's reason for it to continue. When you get a goal like Petro's, where he comes in, and yeah. Nets. yeah, well, every every game is going to be different, and every team plays differently, and. Uh, and obviously, that was great recognition of uh, of some open ice and and a very skilled play on his part. But uh, but certainly, again, we, you know, we, we want to attack as a five man unit, and uh, we want to do that off the rush. We want to do that in the offensive zone, and and uh, and so that's uh, that's part of our thought process. And, and and again, I think it's a big part of 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 the game today. Teams defend too well that it, you know if you just if you just play. Try to use your forwards only in the offensive zone. Then usually you're playing three on five. The way teams collapse and and uh, crowd things down low. Mike, they had you weren't going to get. Uh, you were chasing the game during the day, and that yeah. third line wasn't going to get as many minutes in that third period. Yeah. They gave you oh, they were good tonight. They were they were really good. I thought that. Uh, I mean, I thought they were fine against Philly, but I just thought they were too safe. And uh, and I think that they've got responsible players on the line and guys that uh, that you know are are going to recognize and be in good position. But, um, you know, when when they do things that they did tonight is in, in terms of getting to the offensive zone, um, the forecheck, the, 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 the turnovers they created, the, the way that they found a way to get to the net, um, I thought that there was a much, much more aggressive approach to the game for them. After going scoreless against Philly, you said you wanted to work on some things. You had to be thrilled with the response. You want to get a lot of people in front of them. Yeah, I, I was really confident. Again, when when we came to the rink yesterday, we 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 asked our our players, our our, our leaders, um, you know, their feel for the game, and I was really confident that we were going to have a, a bounce back day today. I could tell that the focus was there. Um, they recognized, and, and we recognized that we didn't uh, didn't have our best. Uh, I don't want to say effort, um, but I, we didn't have our, our, our best performance uh, against Philly, and we wanted to bounce back, and that's what good teams do. Shen's uh, line was that kind of a similar bounce back, which you got against the Kings after the previous game. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and uh, and I, I like the way that they, they got their offense. I like the way that our top two lines got their offense. I mean, they, there was nothing given to them. They earned it. They uh, they work for it, and uh, and I think that's what, uh, that's what we do when we're on top of our game. So the Blues get the big win. High scoring game. I'm sure they'd like to see that. Uh, two goals that were scored in the last part of the third period gone away, but it's a win, like I said. And you know, you knew this was going to be a high scoring game, and as it was, the stars of the game, of course, were were Shin and Schwartz. Just, just definitely uh, Shin and, and Schwartz, and then Petrangelo. 
I know you could give it to Alex, but I thought that Shannon Schwartz just had such a great, great game together. Just awesome. One and two stars. Petrangelo, 1A, 2A, whatever you want to call him. Just a great, great game. And the Blues improved to 11-3-1. So the Blues uh, head on a short little road trip. They'll be uh, playing the Devils tomorrow night in New Jersey. And guys, expect to meet a much better Devils team than we've seen in the past. They recently lost in a shootout to the Flames 5-4 on Sunday. But, hey, they are 9-3-1. and And as of right now, they are in first place in the Metropolitan Division. If I'd have told you guys that at the beginning of the year, you'd think I was nuts. They're getting great goaltending from Kincaid. From Corey Schneider's played pretty well. He's had a couple bad games. But overall, he's played very well. Kincaid has come in and spotted him. He's got a 2.88 goals against. And has played Pretty good. Uh, Schneider's uh, save percentage is 9.16, not where it needs to be, but good enough for this team in scoring goals. Taylor Hall, the ex-Edmonton Oiler, and of course the guy the Blues tried to get uh, in the past, 17 points, five goals, 12 assists. Uh, Jesper Bratt, 12 points, five goals, seven assists. Will Butcher Strange, no goals and 12 assists, but still having a great, great uh, year. Gibbons, nine, nine points. Henrik, eight points. Hishier, 10 points. Just teams playing very good. Stafford, six points. This is a good team. I, I expect them to be there at the end of the year. Maybe not in first place in the Metropolitan, but maybe they will be. So for you guys thinking this is going to be an easy game for the Blues, Please don't think that because it's not going to be. It's going to be a tough, tough game. And the Blues have their work cut out with them with this New Jersey Devils team. But as always, if the Blues play their game, minimize the mistakes, minimize the standing around like they did in the second half of the third period in the game against Toronto, this team can beat anybody. And uh, I think we hopefully will get another Blues win. I want to thank everybody for joining me once again for the Drop Podcast and this recap of the Blues-Maple Leafs game and a look ahead to the Blues-Devils game tomorrow night. I hope everybody gets a chance to watch it on TV. I know there are some Blues fans that are going to New Jersey to see the game. I hope you guys have a great time there. The arena's okay. You know, it's it's not in the top 10 in the league, but it, it's a decent arena to see a game. The fans aren't too bad. They're not going to tear you apart like the fans in Philadelphia do where you feel like you're going to get murdered at the game. But, uh, you know, it should be a great game, and I hope everybody enjoys it on TV or in person. Until next time, this is The Drop Podcast. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about Lineup Media FM or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.